Hey, this is Pastor John Ryan Cantu from Numa Church in Houston, Texas. Thank you for listening to the message today. I hope that it blesses you and all those that you share it with. God bless you. Praise God. This morning, this morning, we are going to continue. I, I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago, um, Pastor Damaris gave a word and, and, you know, this is something that we had been wanting to do. This is something that we planned on last year to kind of bring in some, some new, uh, some new preachers, people that I have, I have seen grow. Um, because my dad said something very important this morning. Um, sister Paola brought a word in Spanish and it was, it, it was directly from, from God. Um, you know, as pastors, we, we often have to be mindful of, of, of who takes the pulpit. This is, this is a sacred, this is a sacred place. There, there's power that can come from this place, good power and not good power. And so as, as pastors, we have to kind of be the gatekeepers in a sense and, 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 and kind of vet and, and see fruits from people before we allow them to, to, to come and, and teach and give a word. Um, but this next person, this woman of God, she is in, incredible. I know that she has a word and that's my sister, Claudia. She's going to be bringing a word. And can I, ju- can I just say, we've got some, we've got some great, uh, female preachers. <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm saying, that's a, that's a, that's a dig to, to the guys. <laughs> Guys, uh, I know that God is speaking to a lot of our men. Man, our, our men's class on Wednesday, our Zoom class, it is powerful. It is, it is awesome. We are get, getting incredible instruction. And I know that God is doing something in the lives of, of every, every person, uh, male and female. And so, again, if you are looking to, uh, if God has set a word in, in your heart, Come, come, you know, speak to me. I, I'm, I'm not going to just hand you over the keys to the, to the pulpit, but let, let's, let's begin the, the, the discussion and the process of, of allowing the Holy Spirit to move through you. So without anything else, Sister Claudia. God bless y'all this morning. I'm going to need y'all's help this morning. Um, <laughs> there we go. Um, but that worship though, right? Wasn't that amazing? Man, I didn't want to stop. <laughs> but I do believe that God has a word for us this morning. Um, I'm not sure. I kept telling Hoyle, I feel like I've already, uh, I feel like I've heard this word, but I don't know. God, uh, God impressed it uh, heavily on my heart, and I do feel like he has a message uh, for us. So with that... Um, I'm not sure if we have my um, title, uh, but I guess before I get into it, the title of the message is Just Speak. And if you'll turn uh, with me to Acts 7:51, and we're going to read through uh, verse 59, and you can say amen when you've got it. All right. And this is uh, Stephen speaking here. You stubborn people, you are heathen at heart and deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? That's what your ancestors did, and so do you. Name one prophet your ancestors didn't persecute. They even killed the ones who predicted the coming of the righteous one. 
the Messiah whom you betrayed and murdered. You deliberately disobeyed God's law, even though you received it from the hands of angels. The Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation, and they took, they shook their fists at him in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees, shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. I know Pastor Ryan prayed, but let's go ahead and pray again. Lord, we thank you for this word that you've placed on my heart, my God. I just pray that you open our hearts to receive it and to put it into action, my God. Nothing that I speak, Father, that it may come from my lips, but that it may come directly from your Holy Spirit unto your people. In your name we pray, amen. Before I get into that, um, into the word, um, I have... Uh, just a few small uh, testimonies. We've been talking about being in the battle and how God's people are under attack, and we've seen it. Uh, and, uh, Sister Maritza just uh, kind of touched on it uh, as she was picking up the offering. Um, I know um, that we are in a battle, and I know we, like I said, we talked about it uh, several times. Joel called me um, earlier this week and said that you need to call me. God save me. <laughs> and so, um, I called him and he said, babe, I could have been gone right now. And so he was telling me, um, I don't know exactly how it happened, but I know, um, somebody passed through a gate, I think, and so it was just a horrible thing. I think he said they saw, like, a wheelchair out there, and the cop went out there to find out, you know, what exactly had gone on. And Joel said he was driving, and he was complaining about how people were taking too long, and he was trying to get back to work. And um, he said, I don't know, was it, was it seconds, babe, or minutes? You, he said the cop went out there and said, if you would have been there at that moment, you probably would have been gone. So I know um, that we are under attack. We're in a battle, but you know what? Uh, past, uh, Sister Paola uh, said it this morning. God walks before us, and he goes before us. And so we have confidence in that. Um, also, as Pastor Ryan uh, mentioned uh, just right before I got up here, uh, Sister Stephanie also was rushed in an ambulance earlier this week. And again, we just see that God's hand is upon us. And so I just want to say thank you to my Lord because my husband is still here and my sister is still here. And I'm sure many of you guys have many testimonies to say God has been with me. Yeah. Hallelujah. So with that, we'll get into the word. So we read uh, in Acts, and uh, where, where we read was Stephen speaking to the people. 
And Stephen, the word of God says that Stephen was a man full of the Holy Spirit. He was a man full of God's grace and power. He performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. But you know what? People could not stand the wisdom uh, and the spirit with which he spoke. So they lied about him. They accused him of blasphemy and of speaking against the holy temple and against the law of Moses. Uh, and I'm going to reference the scriptures here. So if you want to uh, jot them down, uh, one thing, like another side note, uh, one thing that we've been doing uh, weekly, uh, my husband said, you know what? Uh, as the weeks go on, whoever preaches will take that scripture and we'll like dissect it. And so that's been really cool. Um, so I'm going to give you the scriptures that's your homework to take it back and do the studying on at home. Acts 6, 8 through 15. So that's where they accuse him of blasphemy and of speaking against the holy temple and against the law of Moses. The Jewish leaders did to Stephen as they had done to Jesus, in case it sounds familiar. Um, and also, they lied about Jesus, and they lied about Stephen, and they lied about Joseph, so don't be surprised if they lie about you. <laughs> I want to read uh, Matthew 26, 59 through 66. It says, Inside, the leading priests and the entire high council were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus so they could put him to death. But even though they found many who agreed to give false witness, they could not use anyone's testimony. Finally, two men came forward who declared, this man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God, tell us if you're the Messiah, the son of God. Jesus replied, you have said it, and in the future you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show horror at what he had said, blasphemy, uh, why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty. They shouted, he deserves to die. Again, they did it to Stephen. They did it to Jesus. They got someone to lie about him. They got uh, someone to lie about uh, Stephen. They accused him of blasphemy, incited a riot, arrested him, and posted false charges against him. When asked about the accusations made against him, Stephen did not back down. Instead of defending himself, he became a witness in God's prosecution of them, exposing their stubbornness and unfaithfulness to God. I'm not sure if you're correlating what's happening here. Stephen's recital of Israel's past reminded them of their repeated rejection of those whom God had sent. He attacked the hard-heartedness of his own people. He urged them to stop rebelling against the Holy Spirit and to turn to God with repentance and faith. So the people, they didn't want to hear it. And I can understand, you probably can understand it too. Sometimes it's hard to hear the truth, right? Especially when somebody's right. I don't hear any amens. <laughs> it's easy to get defensive. You can ask my husband. 
and reject what the other person is trying to say. I think I've talked about this example before. Um, I think it was uh, one of uh, Father's Day a while while back. Um, And you know how people can tell when something's wrong, something's going on, and they're like, what's wrong? And you're like, nothing. And they're like, no, something's happening. (laughs) We had gone to uh, eat at a restaurant. Uh, It was Father's Day, and... Me and Joel and Jonah walk in. My mom and dad are there. And my mom looks at me and she says, what's wrong with you? I said, nothing. She said, she looks at me and Joel's like way over there, you know, standing way over there somewhere. And she said, you better go fix it. (laughs) And I said, but I'm, she's like, I don't want to hear it. Go fix it. Right. And I told her, well, give me a minute. Give me a minute, because that's what we do, right? We don't want to hear it, and sometimes they're like, let me get it together, because I know you're right, but I don't want to admit it. And I went over there, and I was obedient to what my mom knew in her wisdom about her daughter. And so I went over there. I made it right. I was probably biting my, my tongue, and I didn't want to say it. But I did, and I was so glad that I did, right? And so, <laughs> and so that's what the word says about these people. They did not have that type of heart. They did not want to receive the word. They were full of pride, and they were unwilling to hear the truth. Does that sound like kind of like our world today? <laughs> and... Joel's like, you're talking about a lot of different people. If you read Acts, it's Stephen recounting what had happened. So he mentions Moses, he mentions Joseph, he mentions all that. So I'm not trying to lose you. It's this scripture. (laughs) So what about Joseph? People could not stand Stephen, and Joseph's brothers could not stand him. They were jealous of him. They were so jealous that they sold him. But the word of God says in Acts 7, 9 through 10, that God was with him and rescued him from all his troubles. So when the world is jealous, when people lie on you and when they mistreat you because they cannot stand you, you can rest assured and have confidence that in the midst of it all, God will be with you. But even still, just like Stephen, don't back down. The word of God says that God gave him favor before Pharaoh, gave him unusual wisdom, and was appointed governor over all of Egypt and put him in charge of the palace. They also rejected Moses in Acts 7, 35 through 39. It says, so God sent back the same man his people had previously rejected when they demanded, who made you a ruler and judge over us? Through the angel who appeared to him in the burning bush, God sent Moses to be their ruler and their savior. And by means of many wonders and miraculous signs, he led them out of Egypt through the Red Sea and through the wilderness for 40 years. Moses himself told the people of Israel, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. Moses was with our ancestors, the assembly of God, 
God's people in the wilderness when the angel spoke to him at Mount Sinai. And there Moses received life-giving words to pass on to us. Moses received life-giving words to pass on to us, but our ancestors refused to listen to Moses. (laughs) They rejected him and wanted to return to Egypt. I don't know, that that just seems weird. So you're giving life, giving words to pass on to others, and they just didn't want to hear it. But I can't help but assimilate that to what's going on in the world today. I'm trying not to sidetrack from my notes. (laughs) Um, So they wanted to return to Egypt uh, through their actions. They're saying that they didn't want life, but that they preferred death. And they rejected Moses, even though, yes, he killed a man, but he's also human. We're also human. We're not perfect, and we make mistakes. And when they reject you because you're human and because they see your flaws and because they see your mistakes, you have to keep speaking the life-giving words that God gave you. Just as the ancient Jews had rejected what Moses was saying, now Stephen was speaking to uh, the descendants who were still rejecting God's deliverers. In this case, Jesus, the ultimate deliverer. And as I've mentioned, we live in a world that is resistant to the voice of God. We live in a world that doesn't want to hear the truth. We live in a world that cannot stand to listen, much less obey God's word. We live in a world that lives by whatever makes them feel good, whatever makes them happy. We live in a world that has no morals, no values, in a world that is lost and in need of a savior. We live in a world that calls itself Christian. I don't know how many people I've heard call themselves Christian, but they act in opposition to what the word of God says is a Christian. And if you don't know what it means to be a Christian and you want to know, read Colossians 3. Read Romans, which outlines living the new life in Christ. But you know what? In the midst of all of that, I do believe that we're living in a world where Christians are rising up to deliver the word that God is placing in their hearts. Um. We've seen it. We've seen so many people rising up that God is lifting. Um, Sister Paola, that was her first time um, speaking today. But she was being obedient to the word that God placed on her heart. And I know uh, for myself, God has been speaking to me through dreams. Um, Pastor Ryan has mentioned it. Um, you know, God gave me a dream about our youth, and sadly, we're hearing that this is a truth, but I refuse to be someone that doesn't say what God told me to say because I'm too scared, because what if I'm wrong? We can't live that way. 
God gave me another dream about our worship team, which I shared last week with them. And Pastor Ryan had a very similar thought and impression on his heart. So we have to be obedient and we have to speak the word that God is giving us because he is speaking. It's time for us to rise up. This is not the time to back down in the midst of a time where God has called us to battle. We are battling for the lives of our young people, lives that the enemy knows have a calling, and he's doing everything in his power to take them as far away from that as possible. God is urging us to take action and calling us to the battlefield. We have been faced with tragedy death, sickness, mental illness, accidents, world chaos, and crisis, and the church cannot be silenced. We have to rise up even if it means rejection, criticism, and in Stephen's case, even death. We have to take a stand and be a witness, and we cannot be afraid to do it. We live in a world just like in the time of Moses when the people rejected God and told Aaron to make for them gods who could lead them. A world who would rather have gods who they made themselves, who have no life and could not give them any direction because the truth is that's what they wanted. They wanted to be the leaders of their own direction the ones to determine their own destiny. And that's the world that we live in today, a world that doesn't want anyone or needs anyone to tell them what to do. They don't want anyone to lead them because they want to lead themselves. They don't want somebody to listen to them because then that means they could possibly give them some advice, advice that they don't want to do, advice that they just don't want to hear. They think that having no God gives them power, but they fail to realize that they are instead powerless. Psalm 115, 1 through 8. Not to us, O Lord, but to your name goes all the glory for your unfailing love and faithfulness. Why let the nation say, where is your God? Our God is in the heavens and he does as he wishes. Their idols are merely things of silver and gold shaped by human hands. They have mouths, but cannot speak, and eyes, but cannot see. They have ears, but cannot hear, and noses, but cannot smell. They have hands, but cannot feel, and feet, but cannot walk, and throats, but cannot make a sound. I mean, after that worship, I don't know what I would do. And those who make idols are just like them as are all who trust in them. And that's where God is taking us to. He's taking us to those people. Here's Stephen, a bold messenger of the truth of the gospel, speaking up in the midst of a closed and hard-hearted people. I cannot help but ask myself, if I were Stephen, what would I be or could I be as bold? Stephen continued Delivering the message even as he was being stoned. He knew his death was near, and even then, he prayed for his accusers to be forgiven. 
And there's so many examples of that in the Bible. Joseph, he introduced his brothers to Pharaoh after all they had done to him. I wouldn't be introducing them to anybody. (laughs) And the greatest example, the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus, he gave it all even though his accusers were wrong about him. He fulfilled his purpose and he did it just for you and just for me. And as I was looking at the life of Stephen, I thought, I wonder what you're facing today and whether or not if you'd be in that situation, would you have a similar reaction? I wonder how many times I've faced difficult circumstances and chosen a vastly different reaction. I've come across situations, and I won't go into details, just in case somebody's watching. (laughs) But situations where I've been faced with criticism and even given feedback that I did not like. And you might think, that's small. To me, it wasn't. (laughs) To me, it was huge. And I got so mad. Right, Ben? I got so mad. I did. I was frustrated. I didn't understand. I was like, I'm sitting here trying to do the right thing, and this is what these people are giving me? But you know what? It took me a minute. But then I said, you know what? God, this is the person that you made me. Whether or not people like it or don't like it, I'm going to be me. This is my time to let people know who God is in my life. And you know what? Those same people, I've been able to say, I know you're going through that. I'm praying for you. I know you're having that difficulty. I'm praying for you. And you know what? They come to me. This is not for my glory, for God's glory. But they come to me and say, "Um, now this is happening. Can you pray for me? Can you put me on your prayer list? The same people. And even if they were to go back and continue their old ways, I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue to be that light. And I love how God turned that situation around. And he used the situation for me to speak about my Lord and my Savior with my life. The Bible says that Stephen rea- Stephen's reaction was one that caused the believers to be scattered, which in turn led to the new- good news being scattered. Can I challenge you to ask yourself what is resulting from the situation that you are facing today? Maybe it's not work, but maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's with your friends or even your own internal battle or struggle. We have so many possibilities as our outcome, but this was Stephen's. If you'll turn to Acts 8, I'm just going to read verses 1 through 4. It says, Saul was one of the witnesses, and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. 
A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning, but Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. And Acts 9, 1 through 4. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So, after this happened to Stephen comes Saul. And we see that he thought what he was doing was right. But the Lord stopped him. His eyes had been blinded to the reality of the situation, right? Of what, how he grew up and uh, his background and training and all of that. And perhaps God could use us to open the eyes of the blind, to remove their skills, to let them see what they've defended, that they've defended what was wrong for too long, to allow them to see their true reality, to lead them on a path completely opposite to what they've been living. It doesn't matter what you were taught, your background or upbringing. If you are willing, God will show you the truth. And God wants a church that is willing to stand for what is true and right and just. And you could be the instrument for someone to get to their Saul, Saul moment. This could be their chance for a change. According to the Bible commentary that, that I have, my Bible, it says that Stephen's strong expression of faith could have been a factor in the later conversion of Saul. And today I ask, are you a factor in someone coming to the faith? Saul could have converted as a result of Stephen's faith. His life was radically changed and transformed. Are we doing the same? Stephen's life reminds us of the determined opposition that a faithful Christian witness can provoke. A bold testimony for Christ can and may be costly, but there is no inseparable barrier to the growth of the church. And we should be using our current situation, like I mentioned before, Stephen, you know, he was, he was being killed, and he continued spreading the good news. And are we spreading the good news even as we go through whatever it is, it doesn't have to be death. 
but maybe it's sickness. If it's sickness, we should be spreading the word about our healer. If it's sadness, we should be spreading the word about our joy. If it's confusion or anxiety, we should be spreading the word about our counselor. If it's stress, we should be spreading the word about our peace. If it's famine, we should be spreading the word about our provider. I mean, I can go on and on. I loved um, when I had reached out to Sister Steph earlier this week, I loved that she said that she was, uh, she was saying things and the paramedics kept asking Brother Junior, what is she saying? What is she saying? He said, oh, she's just praising our king. What's your message? What's your message? She probably didn't even know what she was saying. But that's the message that has been internally inside of her. And it's when it's so deeply rooted inside of us, it's just going to come out. I mean, what a testimony. What a testimony. Praise God. That's what we need to be doing in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our hurt. Let it not be the moment to shut down, but to speak even louder of the one who gave us a hope and eternal life. Let it make us shout of the goodness of our God and let it be used to cause greater spreading of the gospel to increase salvation and growth in our church in the kingdom. As a result of spreading of the, of the good news, Philip and Simon believed the people of Samaria believed and probably most notable was that Saul was converted. Saul, the one who persecuted Christians, became an apostle of Jesus Christ. An early missionary evangelist, he founded many churches and he dedicated his life to proclaiming Jesus as Savior and did more to shape Christianity than any other individual except Christ himself. And to think all of this could have been because of Stephen, a man who chose to speak even as he was being killed. I wonder what kind of impact we could have on this world if we decide to not back down. Who would be saved? What preacher, evangelist, or missionary would rise up as a result of you speaking up? So whatever word God has placed on your heart, I just challenge you this morning to speak up and don't back down just like Stephen. You received that word this morning? Amen. You can go ahead and stand. Thank you, Lord, for this word that you have placed on my heart, my God. Lord, in a world, in a, in a time, in a moment where there is so much pain, there is so much difficulty, Lord, there is so, so much chaos, let our hearts turn to you, my God, and let us be messengers of your good news, my God. Lord, 
Let it lead to others coming to know you, my God. Let it lead, Father, to uh, uh, growth in our church, my God. Let it lead people back to you, Lord. We give you thanks, Lord, for what you're doing in this place. We give you thanks, Lord, that you are putting words inside of people's hearts. And I just pray that they're bold enough to come forward and speak with the authority that you have given them, my God. Thank you, Lord, for this people that are rising up to battle, to battle against the enemy, against everything that he wants to take away from us, my God. We say today that we will not let that be. We're not going to let that be. We're going to be the church that rises up, and we're going to see the victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you'd like some more information on Numa Church, visit us on our website at mynumachurch.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with your friends on social media and tag us at mynumachurch. Thanks again and God bless.